This nigga Shaq has lost his whole goddamn mind. We, we'll get to the show here in a second, but this nigga Shaq has really lost his motherfucking mind. This nigga Shaq, they are arguing that coaching doesn't matter. And, I mean, I'm agreeing with everything Shaq's saying right now because, I mean, yeah, coaches can draw shit up and scheme and tell you what to do, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the players. You got to execute. And I agree with Shaq's overall point, but he's doubling down so hard as if we don't, like, nigga, we know you. We know what you're about. We saw your whole career. Like, you, oh my God, this nigga is legitimately making the case. And he, he is on national television right now trying to get us to believe that he did not need Phil Jackson to hold his hand. Shaq. All of your coaches need to hold your hand. I remember seeing the 30 for 30 with your ass at LSU. The coach had to literally fight a player. Where does that happen? Where does a coach fight an opposing team's player? But that nigga had to do that shit for you just so you could feel empowered. So you could feel like you had his back. Like like that was some real blindside shit. Y'all remember in the blind side when a nigga, uh, the head coach uh, fucking got into it with the ref and then Michael Ward, I got you coach. The fuck? This nigga, oh my god! And it always happens with the same type of niggas, the same type of niggas. But just like Sha- Shaquille, Kobe, your bitch ass decided not to take, not to get surgery in the off season. You got hurt on company time. I'm gonna recover on company time. So Kobe decided to be like, all right, fuck it. I ain't gonna let this nigga stop me from getting in the way of my goals. This nigga Kobe upped his motherfucking game. Nigga was averaging like forty points a game, and then you trying to work your big ass back into conditioning and back into the rotation and everything after you decide to come back from injury and shit. And Phil Jackson goes to Kobe and says, hey, man, we're going to need you to rein it in. We're going to need you to rein it in. We're going to lose the big fella. And Kobe was real hesitant. And also, Kobe is the younger guy. And he's over here trying to, you know, cater to your ego. When if you were smart, you would just be like, all right, look, I got my MVPs. We want some championships. We can sustain this longer if I willingly give this over to the better player. But no, you had to be a whole bitch. It's fine. That's what happened later on. But Kobe was literally on the cuffs of breaking the record for most 40-point games in a row or something like that. Maybe that wasn't the record because I'm sure Will Chamberlain probably has that shit. But there was some record that Kobe was on the cusp of breaking. He just It was a 40-point, some type of 40-point record. So instead of going and getting the record, Kobe had 39 points and checked out of the game. He could have easily got that record if he wanted to, but then the attention would have kept going on and the spotlight would have been on him. And if the spotlight's on Kobe, then what Phil was fearful of, we would lose Shaq. You will start being a little moody ass bitch. So for the betterment of the team, the younger player was the more mature player and decided that it wasn't all about stats. But you didn't need Phil Jackson to hold your hand. Y'all wonder why I hate Shaq. Y'all wonder why. Remember what James Harden said about Giannis? Anybody can run and dunk, run and jump and dunk. That's Shaquille O'Neal. That's Shaquille O'Neal's big ass. But Kobe actually had to have skill. I'm s- all right. Sorry for that. Sorry about that. Let's go ahead and get into the show. <clears throat> I guess it's time for me to act a fool. Join me as we say goodbye.
to the Chicago Bulls. Off-season additions struck fear in the opposition. Lonzo Ball was a magician the way he operated in transition. They started off hot, even spent some time in the number one spot. It was all good in the fall until they lost their, until they lost their point guard, Lonzo Ball. They fell a bit, but I didn't trip. My sleeper there remained because of the way DeMar DeRozan dominated the mid-range. They had a problem beating the good teams. Could it be the coaching scheme? Oh, let's not get silly. We can't put this all on Billy. Without their lead guard, the Bulls are down on their look. Now no Caruso because Grayson Allen doesn't give a fuck. They fell to the sixth seed, but I wouldn't concede, even though in hindsight, there was no way they would proceed. Game one was close, so I held on to hope. Game two of the Bulls won. Has momentum swung? No Middleton and at home. Can the Bulls stay in this zone? Back-to-back blowouts. Damn. I should have known. Back for game five, but it's just a formality. Game two was fun, but now we are back. Back to reality. So, yeah, we lost the Bulls. Um, that was uh, that was my sleeper pick. Now, I do need to provide. I think it's fair that I give the caveat. Um, they were my sleeper because of one, how they played early in the year. And that was when they were at full health. And um, Lonzo Ball, he doesn't really do the things or he doesn't really produce the way y'all want him to in the stat sheet. And that that does annoy me. But he does the little things and makes the winning plays. And the records show on every team Lonzo Ball has been on. When he's healthy, that's a whole other issue in its own right. But when he's healthy, those teams are pretty damn good. Pretty damn. The records with him healthy and the records with him not healthy, clear difference. As a matter of fact, the Bulls this year, uh, Lonzo Ball, I believe he played 35 games this year. I believe it was 35 games. Um, in those 35 games, the Bulls are 22 and 13. So that's essentially puts them on pace for about a 48, 49 win season. And I believe this year they won 46 games. Oh, no, I need to check that out. But I believe that they would have been able to stick stick together, build some more chemistry, learn how to work and build off of each other. Lonzo Ball is an elite perimeter defender, overall defender. But obviously, he doesn't really have the size to really like be going hard in the paint with like seven footers like that but he's a great defender uh his vision i still believe he's a top three passer in the nba um in no order well actually i might have to expand to four now um in no order i would say lebron i've always said he's a tremendous passer the best passer of the basketball or if one of uh lonzo ball ben simmons and i will also add Jokic. um i believe they have the best vision the best passing in the nba um, but you know, that's just me, whatever. Um, I, I believe that his presence would have really opened up a lot of things for them. Alice Caruso really stepped up. So imagine if Alice Caruso was able to play off Lonzo ball or Hey, God forbid spell Lonzo ball. Cause he, he held his own for the most part, um, in an expanded role. So, you know, give him his, give him his credit for that. Um, now I, my initial thoughts going into this series was that the Bucks would win, but I did believe that this would be, um, let's say, a bit more competitive. 
just a tad bit more competitive. Um, game one, they were kind of feeling each other out. Game two, Middleton went down. So, you know, the Bulls and the Bulls, they they locked in. They acted like they actually wanted to be there and belong, belong there. And um, then they went back to Chicago. And, well, yeah. Y'all. Y'all saw what happened when they went to Chicago for games three and four. I was I was very much stunned. I shouldn't be surprised though. Demar Derozan is not much of a uh, postseason player. Um, he he fools us every year, every single year. I held out hope though, in hopes that Alonzo would come back. But once they reported that he was going to be done for the year, I was like, oh well, I guess this is a wrap. Um. Now, looking ahead for the Milwaukee Bucks, um, I don't really know how long Middleton's out. Um, I kind of checked out of this series once I realized what was really going on. So, assuming he's going to be back in time for this next round. um, Actually, nah, fuck it. Let me just be honest with you. Chris Middleton's always just been... I just don't know what to think. Chris Middleton is like... He's a glorified Tobias Harris... Uh, like he's a fringe all-star. I actually, well, he's actually been an all-star before, but I don't really think he's deserved it. He just plays in the Eastern conference. Um, I mean now and now he would never make it. Um, yeah, he didn't make it this year. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, now with the emergence of some of the wing players, um, like the ones on the Boston Celtics, uh, I don't think he'll, uh, ever make an all-star game again. Not that he ever really should have, but okay. Um, they're going to need all hands on deck. Giannis is one of the better players in the NBA remaining. Almost, almost, uh, almost slipped up. Had to catch myself. Had to catch myself. Um, this next series is going to be fun. The Bucks and the Celtics. The Celtics do have home court advantage, so I guess it did, um, end up being in their favor that they uh, didn't, uh, or I guess this is going to bite the Bucks for, you know, quote unquote, ducking the Nets the last game of the season so they could fall to the three seed. Um, maybe now they probably wish that they had that, um, probably wish they had that home court advantage. Uh, Jason Tatum's really stepped up. I was really rooting for Jason Tatum in the Celtics um, because, uh, you know, fuck Kevin Durant. But uh, now that the Nets are gone, I can go back to hating on Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, he, he's – and this really sucks. It really sucks because he's, he's got a lot of Kobe in him. But I don't fuck with Duke. And because I was a Laker fan for 18, 19 years, I don't really fuck with the Celtics. So that's just two red flags for me when it comes to Jason Tatum. So it's really hard for me to, you know, support this guy. It's really, really, really hard. Like it's – I'd have to go against so many things to – make that exception so um we're all in on on the books let's go Giannis I don't really like Drew Holiday too much but you know whatever um Giannis they don't have no answer for Giannis they don't got no answer uh I mean they're great they're a good defensive team they're a good defensive team but nah nah I think Giannis got them I think Giannis got them so uh I think the Bucks gonna make it out of this series I do believe it's gonna be a much deeper series. Both teams are going to be getting a real test now. Um, fuck it. Yeah, you know what? I'm feeling crazy right now in the moment. Right now in the moment, I'm feeling fucking crazy. Bucks in five. 
I reserve the right to change that until that series tips off. But right now, say it with your chest, Bucks in five. Okay. Well, that wasn't the only uh, series that closed today. <sighs> I'm a little upset that I had to do double duty, but here we go. Fuck it. It's time to go in on the Denver Nuggets. No Murray, no Porter. Most would say it was over. But this team never quit. In fact, they showed some grit. Maybe they could be somewhat legit. Guy stepped up like Barton and Morris. Oh, do y'all remember what Jokic did to Markeith Morris? Speaking of Jokic, he had a hell of a season. Boy, I'm getting tired of these damn Europeans. He had a historically great PER. But league MVP, that's just a bunch of PR. Made it to the playoffs. But can they get far with Nikola Jokic as their only superstar? Game one was cruel, courtesy of Jordan Poole. Game two went to Curry. They really missed Jamal Murray. Back to the mile high. With two wins, we can leave here with the series tie. They started game three, loose and carefree, but still had no answer for Clay Poole and Curry. Back against the wall, they refused to get swept. Luckily for them, most of the game, the Warriors looked inept. To extend their season, they had one job. Don't let them complete the lob. Victory, they did it. They're on the board. But to win this series, they would need help from the good Lord. Yeah, so, you know, don't really have much to say about that one. I mean, what happened happened. I was worried about that series um, because of... um, the Warriors, their best lineup is small ball, and uh, the Nuggets' best player is a, a big, like an actual big, well, an actual big in today's game. So that was obviously a mismatch, and he definitely made him pay for it. I think he fucking averaged, like, this last game tonight, he had, like, fucking, like, 28 and 20. Like, he was um, he was a monster, and I, I just, I'm really not a fan of Jokic. I was not a fan of him last year, but, God, advanced analytics say that he's, you know, pretty good player but i'm getting i like i said i'm getting sick and tired of these europeans make basketball great again we need a goddamn american to be our mvp getting sick of this shit my initial thoughts going into the series though um honestly i probably would have said something conservative i was probably thinking more about like warriors and six especially because steph was coming off an injury uh jordan Poole has been dominating the regular season but the regular season the playoffs are two different animals so i was kind of concerned how this would transfer over and boy jordan Poole, he showed the fuck up i am ecstatic about what we see what we're getting from him um now in denver he wasn't really as good but it looks like he got a little bit of his swagger back once they came back to uh, Oakland or my fault, uh, San Francisco. Um, I'm glad that they got this win up under their belt. It's been a long time since they won a playoff series, uh, like three years to be exact. So this is good. This is good. Good sign. Um, next series is more than likely going to be the Memphis Grizzlies, but I really, really, really would prefer it be the Minnesota Timberwolves for a multiple multitude of reasons. But I'm happy either way. I'm happy either way. But, I, oh, God, I really, 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 really want Minnesota. And not so much just because uh, Minnesota is clearly inferior. 
Um, I believe that those are going to be some extremely high scoring games. So Steph would have the opportunity to, you know, light it up. And um, the over and unders would be fun. Everybody wants to see points, points on the board. Nobody wants to see these fucking defensive battles. Like tonight was kind of shitty. Like, I mean, yeah, Warriors won, so that was cool. But what, 101 to 94? Fuck that. I'm trying to see 136 to like 115. That's the type of shit I'm trying to see. Those are the fun days. But, you know, can't be mad at the Dubs getting a win. And then if Memphis is the ones that go on, then obviously, one, they have home court. John Morant's going to, you know have a couple of crazy dunks, and then, you know, the whole talk in the media is going to be, oh, is Jaw better than Steph? Is Jaw the new era of this? Is Jaw this, Jaw that? Like, remember that whole, like, three-week stretch when Jaw Morant was, like, the greatest player we've ever seen? I don't want that to be revisited again. I don't hate Jaw Morant, but just I don't, I don't want to see that shit happening, especially against my team. So, yeah. Um, Draymond and Steven Adams will probably get into it. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a problem. If he's making shots, but typically he's not. At least when, whenever I watch, he's not making shots, but I know he's capable of making threes, but I just I don't ever really get to see it. Um, he will cause a problem with a lot of block shots. Uh, Desmond Baines honestly looking like Clay Thompson, but like he actually does more. Like Clay, Clay had nine rebounds tonight. That shit fucking blew my mind. Like he actually like really, really, really wanted to win. Like so much so like he did like the little things. Like if we get that type of production from Clay, we're unstoppable. Unfucking stoppable. But I'm glad that we were able to work Steph Steph in. We we're able to get the uh win against the Nuggets. Um hopefully we're building a little momentum and I really, 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 really would love for game one to be in San Francisco. I do not want them to have to go to Memphis. Even though no, that was New Orleans. That was New Orleans for sure. Okay. Uh, and you know, and one thing, um, as I'm finishing up on this series, DeMarcus Cousins balled the fuck out tonight, and then it really had me wondering, why the fuck does Mike Malone not play Jokic and DeMarcus Cousins together? I really like why. Why, why is it one or the other? Like, did he not, did, like, is he not familiar with NBA history? Like did did he forget about like how um Tim Duncan, David Robinson, did, did he did he not remember how that how that panned out? That's that seemed like a pretty good duo. Uh two solid bigs. Um I don't want to go too far back, but you know, Robert Parrish and um Kevin McHale. That that seemed to work out pretty good. Um but let let's bring it let's bring it uh bring it on to a uh, more present times. Um Pal Gasol and Andrew Bynum, that was that that, that worked out pretty good. And these guys are nowhere as talented as Nikola Jokic and DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, yeah, and don't forget, Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. Now, yeah, is DeMarcus the same DeMarcus from back then? Surely not. Surely not. But if he was able, but y'all saw what DeMarcus was able to do when he had that couple of seasons with Rondo in Sacramento and New Orleans. Rondo, gifted passer. Get, sees the game differently. I don't see him in that same class as the other guys that I listed, but he he's he can quarterback an offense. Kind of like Nikola Jokic. Imagine if you had two seven-footers that are capable of the things that they're capable of doing. Like, I just, I really don't understand. And, and DeMarcus Cousins is what, like 30, 31? Because he was at Kentucky in 20, 
or he was in the 2010 draft, I believe. Because the next year was 2011, I believe that's how it happened. The Marcus Cousins can't be older than 31. He can't be older than 31. Yeah, okay, he tore his Achilles. That was like four or five years ago. Like, bro, bro, bro. The only person holding him back is every single coach and staff he's been. Like, honestly, the Bucks should have kept him. The Bucks should that would have been fucking crazy. Giannis and DeMarcus Cousins, but they got a good thing going with Brooke Lopez. So I mean, I'm not too mad at it. But free boogie. Get him get somebody get give him some minutes. Please. Not the Lakers. Please, not the Lakers. Not the Lakers. Not the Lakers. Not the Lakers. I was so fucking terrified when they were considering doing that because it probably would have worked. Well, actually, no, because LeBron would have had to, you know, play the Rondo role, and he doesn't want to lead the league and assist anymore. That direct that that would go against the whole, you know, all-time scoring leader and all the shit that he's focused on right now. <clears throat> all right. So tomorrow's the NFL draft, and I'm I've been looking and I've been doing. This is the most um checked out of the NFL draft I've ever been in my life. Um, and I figured out the reason why. This is a, I can't think of a better word, but this is a, this is a building block draft. And I mean, you could say it's pretty redundant because you could say that's what the draft is already drafting building blocks to, you know, build a championship team or build a better team. But there aren't any stars. There's nobody that really is dazzling me in this draft. And I say that uh, slightly half-hearted because this just might be the deepest wide receiver draft ever. Um, You got my personal favorite, Drake London. Uh, You got Garrett Wilson. You got Chris Olav or Olav. I don't know how you say his last name. You got Jamison Williams. Um, there's another guy from Alabama. I'm he's slipping my mind, he's slipping my mind. Um, but like, there's quite a few burners in this, in this draft and Drake London. I'm, I'm so fucking high on Drake London, Drake London that like he's, they say that his comparison is T Higgins with the, um, better, uh, better yak. And I'm just like, huh, that's crazy. Cause when I see Drake London, I like, I, I see Terrell Owens. Um, maybe not as fast because I think TL ran a four three back in his day, and I think Drake London maybe runs like a four 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 five, but he's six five two twenty. Um, and the reason why I've been a fan of Drake London for so long is because uh, he was like an all state basketball player in California. Like he like was nice. Uh, he was actually so nice that he was on the basketball team at USC as well. And I mean, the nigga's name Drake. Like heterosexually, we got a six five two twenty nigga named Drake London going to USC, my favorite college since forever. Like this nigga was born to be a star, and the way they were treating him whenever he was healthy at USC, they gave this nigga like fifty six targets a drive. I loved watching this nigga play, and wide receiver's always been my favorite position. Like I just woo, I've been a fan of Drake London for a minute. I've been a fan of Drake London for a minute. Pause. Pause just in case this sounds a little crazy. Pause. But I'm I'm a hell of a I'm I'm a fan. But looking at this draft, there's a lot of D linemen, solid O linemen. There's some corners out there. 
but we don't care about that shit. Ain't nobody getting an Aiden Hutchinson jersey. Ain't nobody. I didn't know until today who the fuck Trayvon Hunter, Trayvon Fowler, whoever the fuck the nigga that they say is going to go number one overall. <laughs> don't give a fuck about no D-lineman, no O-lineman. Yeah, I understand. It's essential. You need that shit. Like, what the fuck is a... Uh, uh... No, okay, I didn't know Sauce Gardner because, I mean, that's a fire-ass name. But, like, <laughs> nigga, you ain't Dion. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we ain't checking for these niggas. Respectfully. Respectfully. Like, give a fuck about that shit. I'm not about to buy Madden for these niggas. Like, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. All right, I got to buy Madden. I don't need to buy Madden for these niggas. I don't give a fuck about no Desmond Ritter. Malik Willis, I think that nigga's a flop. I think he's a bust, and I, I really hate it. Um, and, and here's my reason. The the talking heads reason of why they don't think he's going to pan out is because, well, you know, he's got that one thing working against him. <coughs> Black. Uh, so, you know, they just don't really know if that's going to pan out for him. Um, but and a comparison that I saw was Michael Vick. So I, I watched this nigga's highlights because I saw he went to Liberty and I'm just like, first off, where the fuck is Liberty? So I looked this nigga up. I'm watching the highlights. I check his stats and I'm just like, I mean, okay, he's I, but y'all think he's a first round. You think he's a franchise changing? Qu- You're comparing him to Michael Vick? And of course, they're all like all on the ESPN and everything. Oh, he's a running back. He's a run like nigga. Okay, look. Y'all want to give him that running back label? You want to compare him to Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick and yada, yada, yada? I looked him up, okay? I looked him up. Last season or the year before, I can't remember exactly, but he ran for 944 yards. That, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. That, that's great. Like, I'm not going to... Let, let's, 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 not, let's not just act like that's bullshit. 944 yards, especially for a quarterback. Lamar Jackson led his team in, I think, the conference in rushing when he won the Heisman. Lamar Jackson had like 1,600 rushing yards. What are we talking about? That's, if you want to say a running back, that's a running back. Lamar Jackson, I believe, had 2,000-yard rushing seasons. Johnny Manziel had 1,000-yard rushing seasons. And you're going to compare Malik Willis to Michael Vick? Michael Vick might not have had a thousand yard season. I didn't. I didn't look at his college numbers. But bro, come on, dog. Come on. Come on. What? What? What are we doing? What are we doing? And what are the questions? Kenny Pickett? You don't get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. Matt Corral? Uh, okay. Like if if you're in need of a quarterback in this year's draft, just wait it out. BS. Next year. Next year's. Next year's your draft. But no, nah, if you like, ain't, ain't nobody need a quarterback like the, hey, there's going to be some great, great backup quarterbacks from this draft. But no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And because of that, because of that, like, I, I just I, I don't care. Like, I, I'm honestly considering not watching the draft tomorrow. Like, I mean, yeah, sure. I'll be flipping back and forth, but I'm more intrigued with these three game sixes than this NFL draft because like, well, I don't give a fuck where these niggas go. Like, like last year, like I said, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Kyle Pitts, Justin Fields. Like, these are the niggas I'm buying Madden for. But 
Evan Neal and Okiyokione or okay, whatever. Yeah, sure, that was racist. Um, fucking Anthony Brown. Like, I don't give a fuck about these niggas. Fuck are you? Oh, he won the Lombardi and the Remington. I don't give a fuck. Who won the Walter Camp? Who won the best quarterback? Who won the Heisman? Honestly, I forgot who won the Heisman already. Who won the Heisman? Oh no, uh, uh nigga from Alabama. Quarterback. That's who you wait for. If you need a quarterback, tr- throw this year. Next year, you got you guys. Got you guys. Um, but teams that are already built and established, I mean, like I said, this is a great wide receiver, Jeff. So, like, the Packers are possibly looking at picking up a wide receiver. I would love to do oh, God, if the Packers got Drake London, shit. Shit. Um, but shit, if they got Garrett Wilson, if they got Chris Olav, if they got like, you know, I mean, yeah, shit. And, and now, uh, uh, the chiefs, they got some picks. I don't really think they need a wide receiver since they got, uh, Juju and, um, they picked up somebody else. I'm blanking, but I mean, shit, if you're able to pick up like one of these burners, why not? Why not? But yeah, um, I'm not really excited about the draft. Yeah, well, it it should be a big draft for the you for you know. Hail to you, our home water with oh that's fucking Flugerville. The fuck was the UTSA song for the hills of oak and cedar to the Alamo? The University of Texas, San Antonio. Okay, I can probably cut all that out. Nah, probably not. Probably not. But uh, yeah, nah, I never learned the school song. We just, we just, uh, the parts that I did hit are the only parts that I knew my entire five years there. Um, but that first part from the hills of Oak and Cedar. Hey, that shit. Hey. Yeah, nah, it was trash. Anyway, um, big draft. We could have, for the first time, a record three guys drafted into the NFL. Uh, Tariq Woolen, Spencer Buford, and Sincere McCormick. And it's just crazy how how much they how much the school's grown, man. It's crazy. Great. Like it's eleven years ago was the first season. Now we've had a first round draft pick. We had the first draft pick in David Morgan. Then we had a first round draft pick in Marcus. And now we might have three guys go. Um the right now it's looking like Tariq has the best opportunity to go the highest. Uh, a lot of people are high on him. I did not realize how fast this guy was. Um, if I remember correctly, he came in as a receiver. Um, and personally, I mean, I've never met him or anything, um, but he's a six, four corner, but he came in as a receiver. If I'm remembering correctly. So once I found that out, I was just like, Oh, okay. So he ain't got no hands. Like, I mean, <laughs> respectfully Tariq, but, Typically, when you're that tall and that fast and you play receiver, if you make that switch, typically it's because you can't catch. Like, you're too good of an athlete to not be on the field. You can help the team, but you just can't really help the team in that aspect. Typically, typically. 
Now, obviously, like this was a great move for him. Uh, he shot up the draft for us. They loved that 40. Um, he was, you know, a pillar in the defense uh, this past year and previous years. Uh, so I really I really hope that he's able to sneak his way into uh, it's day one. Just I think day one is just the first round. Hey, I would love to see him sneak in like people like. Just random people. Uh, that know that I went to UT. I mean, they're not random people, but people that know that I went to UTSA are just like hitting me up to like, oh, dude, this dude Tariq, he's nice. Oh, he's fast. Oh, he's this and that. And I'm just like, yeah, I've literally never been in the same room with this guy in my life. I I have no, I know just as much about him as you do. But I mean, yeah, no, nah, I mean, hey, cool. Shout out to Tariq. As a matter of fact, I added him on Facebook today. What's up, Tariq? Uh, why do you love birds? <laughs> Um, Spencer, uh, O lineman. Um, they say he's nasty. Uh, they say he's the 137th prospect. So, under those calculations, he will be like a fifth round pick, early fifth round, mid to early fifth round. So, uh, you know, that's cool. Um, and then they're sincere. It's crazy because sincere was like the or everything. Well, not really, because like we was really nice. We got some receivers that I'm really looking out for in the coming years. But uh, sincere was our everything. He even decided to uh, not do the bowl game because uh, you know he was looking forward to the draft. And based off projections right now, he's looking at early seventh. Um, so I, it don't matter. As long as he gets the opportunity, I believe he's going to flourish. So happy for those guys. Um, hopefully we get to see three guys for that get their names called from UTSA. And uh, I'll definitely be a proud alum. Um, I was going to be cliche and uh, add a draft day in here. But um, I think we're good without the music this episode. As a matter of fact, I got an announcement. Um, fuck. I guess I'm going to do that tomorrow. Oh. Either tomorrow or it'll be in the weekend. Uh, fuck, I guess I gotta do it tomorrow. Oh no, I can do it on I can do it on Saturday. So um, you know, I've been doing the monthly uh, music pods. Uh, what I've been jamming, what I've been listening to, what I'm excited about. Um, this past or the past months. Uh, so the April episode will be coming very very soon. Um, within the next three days, it'll be coming. And um, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Future's dropping an album tomorrow. As a matter of fact, I may we may even be uh, we we may we may be uh, discussing that. Maybe maybe I'll do uh, like I did with uh, CLB. Maybe I'll do a first listen review of the uh, of the uh, album. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about doing that. I also have some other uh, ideas, music-wise, uh, for the podcast. So, um, if you've been enjoying the episodes where I incorporate the music, well, then there will definitely be more of that. And if you haven't been, well, I appreciate you for being uh, on this journey. I appreciate that. Uh, go ahead and like and subscribe, and um, see you tomorrow.